What could possibly be more pretentious? Oh yeah, than three nerds talking about obscure DS9 episodes. Oh yeah, how about three nerds comparing them ad nauseum to obscure Beatles songs? Oh yeah, it's time for the White Album Season 2. Hello! Uh, before we get started this week, I just wanted to go ahead and point out a thing you might notice where I was uh, trapped inside of a shoebox for most of this week's recording. It was really touch and go there for a second, but I, I found my way out. We could have thrown this out, but thought we'd give you a little peek behind the curtain there, and there's some really good discussion. Enjoyed this episode, so, you know, you've heard worse in podcasts. You'll be fine. Yeah, I hear it too. You know, go ahead and enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to the Rules of Acquisition, a podcast where we go through every single episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, and then some, <laughs> and this is, and then some, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, the greatest show forever, yeah, it's the best, uh, yeah, I got nothing, except we got a lot to go through today, with me as always is James Nolan, hey guys, and Hugh Crawford, hello gentlemen, and my name is Wade Bowen, and yeah, we're not doing something that we do every week, we're doing something else that we've done, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, this. Let me just be as cryptic as possible. <laughs> this week we are doing our best of uh, season ender of season two of Deep Space Nine. At the end of season one, the three of us got together, if you're just joining us and you're new to the show, and we, uh, we picked the best uh, 10 or 12 episodes of season one, and we uh, made that into our ideal season. This comes from a game that we used to play where we take the Beatles' White Album, which some people may not know is a double album, and we pare it down to the best tracks to make it a single album. So the idea is the same here. This season, I believe it is 24 episodes long. Season two? 26. 26. 26 episodes. So out of the 26 episodes, we are going to pick 12 episodes and make it like a, a tighter season. So everybody should get the idea that each of us uh, have a list of 12 episodes that would make season two tighter and better. Yes. We're going to cut away all the garbage. So who wants to go first and talk about their ideal list? Well, I guess I'll... Yeah, there's there's a lot more to cut away in this, you know, season one that was... There, yeah, it I was... Wasn't, wasn't that hard at all. There's a lot of... There's not as many episodes and a lot of them were not as good. Yeah, actually, but like once I started cutting, I actually found it almost like I was kind of freaked out by how easy yeah, it was. This was, this was super easy. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, yeah. you're not exactly wrong. I, yeah, I wonder how... <laughs> closer list or like this time they'll it's, probably be pretty close yeah. so uh, because we've always said about like what is an appropriate season length so we've also we've discovered that the premium television sort of market is in the 10 episodes 12 episodes or 13 it used to be episodes so uh now we it's getting so, down to eight eight even. is like, like yeah yeah. I don't know. I even did. I, British six. Yeah, Br- yeah. Britain is. This is America. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Get that. So get, I did a. Get the hell out of here. Except our British listeners. Uh, yeah. We love you. We, yeah. 
Raiders, yes. why don't you? I haven't yeah. seen any British reviews yet. I've got some yeah. Australians and Canadians. And, yeah, we, oh, need some Brit, at, we, we need some Brit, re, Brit reviews. Yeah, yeah. But hey, this ain't the call to action part. And, and we save that <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> so we have like, so I did 12 episodes. And if we wanted a 13th, I think it's an easy addition. And a tenth, if we wanted to do 10, it's a little bit harder. But anyway, so I, I wanted to. Like, I had a hard time keeping 12. But go ahead. <laughs> oh, really? I, I, 12 was. I don't, I don't think I could do 13. 13. I had a few that I wanted to keep that I I had a few hard choices for me. Okay. That just so, they were episodes I liked, but just for a season arc, I was like, okay, they, they, they don't need to be. Okay, so the biggest problem is the the first three episodes, which are which is a pretty good and pivotal storyline, takes up three episodes. And I don't know yeah. if it's I don't know if it's necessarily but I I'm still I'm giving it through I'm Competent three. So the first three are going to be Homecoming, The Circle, and The Siege. That first three-parter. Okay. I imagine we all kept those, right? I did. Um, I kept all three of those. Uh, I did not. Whoa. Oh, wow. Whoa. Oh, well, well, if I could cut them. Yeah, okay. Well, I, let me. I, let me, I, let me, well, let me yeah, but I, hey, I'll get. We're not. We're letting James do his. I don't want to step on anybody. Yet. Okay, no. Let me. Okay, so. Uh, the, <laughs> okay, so I did the three for this is for 12. Yeah, yeah. It's for 12 episodes. So I did the first three. Then I bail on episode four evasive procedures, which was awful. <laughs> I don't know. I liked it more than I think anybody else on the podcast did, but it's still not good. Then Cardassians, that's definitely in there. So number five. Mm-hmm. So that's four episodes. And then I skip. I bail on Melora, which is awful. Yeah. That's pretty garbage. Rules of acquisition, which is a nadar of the season. Yeah, and then and then I get necessary evil, which is eight because that's a great episode. So that's five. Mm-hmm. Then I skip the next eight nine episodes. Okay, I skip most of them. I skip second sight, sanctuary, rivals, all alternate, uh, Armageddon game, whispers, paradise, shadow play, yeah. <laughs> playing God and profit and loss. I skip all of those and go with blood oath as my number six. Okay. So, and I loved Blood Oath. I know that that was contentious in the podcast, but I loved Blood Oath. Well, when you you were you were pulling or yanking or chain, telling us it was better than duet, which I I loved playing games with. I don't know how much I was yanking your chain, but I loved. Okay. The, yes, I liked. I like. I liked it quite a bit, though. Yeah. Then Maki and Maki Two. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a good. Woof. So that's seven and eight. Woof. P-U. Okay, so you. Not a fan. <laughs> All right. You have to do... Okay, so some yeah, of this but... is obligatory because you have to introduce the Maquis into the storyline. And I I liked those two episodes, but I, what I didn't is in a minute. So The Wire is in here, so that's 20... So that, that was the 22nd episode. That's number nine. Mm-hmm. Then I felt obliged or obligated to the future of the storyline to keep crossover, even though I basically hated it. Oh, God. I know. Uh, with you on this, if <laughs> you I can, not happy with your choices, James. If we can, if we can all agree that I don't know that we don't need an introduction to the mirror universe, then I would bring another episode in. But I, I had to keep crossover because I felt like it was contextually relevant. Yeah. I, then number eleven, which is a which is an episode I hated, but it is important to the story arc of the show and of the season, which is collaborator. Uh-huh. And then number 12, Jim Hadar. 
I would I cut Tribunal, which I liked more than Collaborator. Wow, yeah, I I liked it more than Collaborator, but I, I if I could cut Crossover, then it would be Collaborator, Tribunal, Jim Hadar. Yeah, I wow. Uh, so that would and so Tribunal would go in if it was thirteen, and if it was ten, I would try and cut one of those first three episodes or tighten it up. <laughs> yeah, and then I would pull, then I would full out pull Crossover, and that would get me to ten episodes. So that's what I got. Yeah, I, I I cut crossover and I I didn't want to, but I was like, oh, well, it's just well, what do you got, Wade? Let's hear what you've got then. All right, I can. Yeah. So yeah, I cut homecoming because you know what? Fuck Lean Alice. <laughs> it turns out like he, 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 we didn't. If he if we had talked when we were going through those, we talked about how originally that was supposed to be like the Lean Alice trilogy or something. Uh-huh. They kind of lost the thread and in, in the circle with him and. But you got to keep Skeletor in there. Yeah, you got Skeletor. Yeah, yeah. You got you got her losing her job. You got Kira getting demoted and all of that. Yeah, yeah. So it is a little tricky because all the stuff that gets set up in Homecoming. But you know what? If Lee Alice, I don't care. You cut his character out, but you do have the Circle Uprising. You get some other reason. They can just decide that to binge Kira just because the Circle <laughs> wants to do it. Because, what's Skeletor's name? Frank Langella. Frank Langella, brain fart. Mm. Oh, because I love the man. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I'm just like, all right, scrap Lean Alice. Keep him in his prison planet. Whatever. He's gone. You do the circle. So instead of a trilogy, it's just a two-parter about this Bajoran uprising orchestrated by the Cardassians. So you have the circle and then you have the siege. Then I cut Melora, I cut Invasive Procedures, sure. Because, mm-hmm. come on. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, they're garbage episodes. Actually, I liked Invasive Procedures fine. Uh, I liked it fine. I like John Glover as an actor. I like so. John Glover. I like the whole, whole kind of Western stuff. I thought it was, don't get me started, the fact that it's the episode after they've evacuated the station and they, in the cold open, they talk about another time evacuating the station for a completely separate reason. Right. Yeah, that was just asinine. Mm-hmm. But, and so I have, I kept Cardassians, obviously. Yeah. But I changed the order a little bit because I felt like you have that Bajoran politics and stuff. You need a break between the Cardassian Bajoran issue. So I kept Paradise. Oh, really? Which you cut. Yeah, just because it's the, we need a Cisco episode in here somewhere. Oh, gotta, yeah, I got I got thoughts about Cisco I want to get into sort of on the back end of this, but yeah. Yeah, so I moved Paradise up to After the Siege, just, just get a breather episode, a one-off. Which, I actually kind of, I wondered how that actually works in a, in a tight season, because it is weird if he he's evacuated, they've evacuated the station and suddenly he's on an away mission, maybe you do need something there, but... Oh, well, I'm not going to overthink it. I moved Paradise up. Then I put Cardassians after that. And then, yeah, I cut. I almost had Rules of Acquisition. Because of the Dominion? Because of the Dominion. But then I was like, wait a minute. Oh, man. It's- well, that's, well, that's, I kept it, I kept it for several reasons, but the Dominion was an, was a very integral part to it. Yeah, so. Well, they mentioned in others, like, it's just like Sanctuary I'll get into that. Oh, yeah. oh, I'll get there, yeah. Okay, okay. I, and then, again, this is my kind of cheating. If I had my way to do anything, to rework just a little thing. Because I feel like you can fit a really small B plot into Quark going off and finding. You don't. You probably don't have Wallace Shawn show up. Yeah. You don't waste money on that. You just show the next episode that I kept was well Necessary Evil. And then after Necessary Evil, I had an episode that y'all hated. <laughs> 
I'm pretty sure none of y'all kept the alternates. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. But I liked because that's and the how how I would fix the alternate. Well, you we go to my what would I would fix about that episode. Go go re-listen to that episode if you want some background on that. Yeah. But if I remember correctly, you liked that there was a Lovecraftian element to it. Yes. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I can I I would make that the episode where you introduce the Dominion. Quark's not really necessary for that alternate plot at all. So you send him off on a B plot where he's going to the Gamma Quadrant. You have them, and then the obelisk that they find on this planet, it's obviously the sign for the Dominion. They don't actually say the Dominion, but you just have them say, oh, this is a thing we've... Because the other thing they don't do in that episode is actually decode any of the stupid hieroglyphics. They have a universal translator. It shouldn't be that hard for them to decode. Mm -hmm. And then they oh, we found... We got a word out of it. It's the Dominion. And huh? And then... And also, you know, that well, yeah, so there's some weird evil, and then something bad happened with Dominion. Things fell apart. I guess it does tip the hand a little bit that Odo... Oh, never mind. Oh, no. S scratch that. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> but then also you have Quark. You have him find the Dominion there. And then so you have a thematic kind of two episodes where you have Odo's past on uh, Necessary Evil, and then the next one you have other... It's another kind of Odo, his mysterious past with the changeling monster thing going on. Yeah, uh, so yeah, that's what I do. So Necessary Evil, then the alternate. Yeah, yeah, maybe whatever. Uh, Paradise, I moved up to be the third episode. Then I almost had, I don't know why I even wrote down Playing God. That was because I thought we needed a Dax episode. Yeah, I got that. That's but then, the Dax cutting is something that I noticed. But then for it's me like, wait, she gets Blood Oath. Mm -hmm. Blood Oath is pretty good. And like, hey, if that's, if we only get one episode in a 12 episode season, yeah, you give her Blood Oath because that's the best one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Playing God did have some nice character stuff in her. But yeah, Blood Oath, if you're going to have one, you keep that one as her episode. Then, sorry, Hugh, I also kept the Maquis part one and two because I actually really like those. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> it fits into the whole, right. you know. I don't remember you particularly hating that show. I think yeah. I, I've, I'm almost positive I told you both that I could do without the Maquis altogether. Yeah, yeah. Like, as a thing in Star Trek. Yeah, but I mean, like, the, but it's there. I mean, like, it's not a particular, we'll, we'll get onto it. Okay, yeah, so you I'll, can. Wait my, I'll wait till my list to, to, to <laughs> yeah, okay, okay we could go we could relive that all right up. so then we have so you got blood oath you got the maki part one part two then i kept the wire then i cut crossover i put a little star i wanted to keep crossover kept the collaborator for the same reasons that you mentioned james like it really mm -hmm. does a lot of heavy lifting for the bajoran politics plots plot you know arc yeah and i i was really sad to kill tribunal as well but i guess it is a kind of I don't know. That's a great episode, I think, but it's a one-off, I guess. Even though it really does... It's really great. It actually... It, you it, killed Tribunal it, for alternate? Yeah, I know. I that's know. A, that's I mean, that wouldn't sit well if you that, had. That is amazing. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll, I, this is your I list. Would, if I would rework alternate to be fit more of the arc, and then you have the... Dominion so, so you're keeping the alternate of your mind. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a cop-out. I'll own it. Maybe you could convince me to cut the alternate and, and throw Tribunal back in, but well, I like the alternate as a part of the Odo arc. Yeah. But Tribunal is pretty great for O'Brien Must Suffer. Yeah, it's, it's good. But, man, that guy suffers enough. And then, of course, yeah, we finished with the Jem'Hadar. 
Yes. Which I think we'll all get that, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. So let's hear yours. I'm and- crazy, but I'm not crazy enough to cut the Jim Hadar for my list. <laughs> um, <laughs> tell us what assholes we are in our choices. <laughs> no, no, no. I uh, I kept The Homecoming, The Circle, The Siege. All three episodes are clearly the direction the show's heading with storylines spanning multiple episodes and not being resolved until much later. I thought it's an indication of where the show's heading and sort of allows for more breathing room with character work. So I I kept all those in. I actually kept the rules of acquisition in. Uh, I think we get some great world building stuff here, even though it's not that great of an episode. There's some cliches here that they play with that, that we went over in that episode. But, you know, we like the Ferengi world and it's a much needed levity at the after having that overly serious three story episode story arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I went to Necessary Evil, which I think, you know, it's an Odo, an Odo centered episode that also deals with the history of the station. Mm-hmm. So I kept that. Yeah. I kept Sanctuary because of the Dominion aspect to it. Also, that's the one where we get the famous spit roasting line from James. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't want to cut that. Yeah, I yeah. Well, I mean, Sanctuary actually works as <laughs> that an was idiot. also the one with Boner. Yeah, that was the one yeah. with Boner too. You don't want to yeah, get rid of Boner. It was Sanctuary wasn't great. Yeah, it, it was not great at all. <laughs> it wasn't great, but it. But number one, it it moves the ball down the field. It takes the alien of the week trope and turns it into some world building because we get to see some displaced aliens displaced by the mysterious dominion. And we kind of get an idea of what's going on there. Just a little little clue into what's going on there. So I kept the sanctuary. Sanctuary sanctuary, and rules of acquisition are probably the weakest ones on my list. But this whole season... I sort of, I actually, I think I hated season two a lot more than you guys did, but we can get it in. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Wait a minute. Uh, I got to say, though, have you, you may have skipped, did you skip over the Cardassians or is that I know, later? I was, I was like, did you move that one around or you killed it, huh? I killed that- it. I killed, I killed, I killed the Cardassians. That's a great episode. That may be one of my favorite episodes of the season. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, okay. I kept, I kept because I, I'm what I'm trying to do is I'm put, I'm trying to put together a cohesive album here. So I'm, I'm <laughs> some stuff. No room for sentimentality, huh? Well, I think that these other episodes, if you're, if you're watching them back to back, I think it, the Cardassians could be. I mean, right after the Cardassians, right after what? Rules of acquisition, maybe, maybe. Yeah, and then you, and then you have tribunal later, which is a lot of Cardassian interpolitics, okay, and that's, and, and that's. So and, I, we were getting to sanctuary, and then I actually put the Armageddon game in. I like the Armageddon game because it Keiko O'Brien is the one that basically saves everybody's ass by refusing to believe her husband's dead, and it's actually the most Star Trek I think of the season because it centers around an away mission. This is the one that could have been a Next Generation episode, I think. I think it was a slush pile for. <laughs> yeah. So I like the Star Trek as I like the Star Trek aspect of Armageddon game. Yeah. So yeah. we're getting plenty in my in my. I kept Paradise for that yeah. one. I mean, in my scene, and I, I thought I thought about no, I thought about doing Armageddon game just for the Julian O'Brien that I thought I was like oh I'm lacking any Julian O'Brien building right right 
Uh, and I don't care for either one of those characters, but it's got some good, sure. <laughs> good, some ancillary characters that that aren't the two principles of that episode go through some good stuff. And then after Armageddon Game, I have Tribunal, which I was going to move up like smack dab in the middle of the season because I move my my stuff around because I think that it would you know you're, you're right on that one. Yeah. Most of the time, moving it around, I wasn't, but that that can move. Yeah. I, I didn't have it on my 12, so I didn't... That can move up, because it is. it does come specifically in a time where a lot of other shit is happening, and you have this, like... Right. It does feel less cohesive than... Yeah. So I put Tribunal right after Armageddon Game. Yeah, that... that oh, I'm sorry. Go that ahead. Actually, no, no, no. That actually works to spread out the... Because, I mean, the Tribunal is almost... I know you hate the Maquis, but it, it supports that arc. Yeah. That storyline to do... And it makes sense to spread out that kind of. Well, yeah. I did it mostly to show the show the Cardassian stuff that I, I we didn't get in the card. Like I think Tribunal does a much better job of showing what we're dealing with in the Cardassians as a people and a government than the Cardassian episode called Cardassians because you get to see how their yeah, but that's how a, their justice system yeah, works, you might be right. what their planet is like, how they are as a culture, how they view winning and losing, how they view science in the face of justice. Um, there's a lot going on there that I that I thought was interesting. Yeah, but Cardass the Cardassians is more than just about Cardassians. It's a it's got a lot about like sort of like racial issues. About Bajorans. Like yeah. it's, it's it's got like racial issues and like not fitting in and those sort of conflict issues are really like you're right. I mean, I just yeah. yeah I don't I mean, think I cared for that one. I don't. I I think personally, I just didn't enjoy watching that one as much as I did on the others on my list too. Okay. The although it it, it did have some good it did have some good Garrick stuff in. So I mean, I'm you guys aren't way off. I you know. Mm way off on that then i've got the collaborator and i put this in because this is dealing with all vedic Baral and vedic win mm-hmm. i mean it's obvious these are these are key players who are moving the ball down the field on what's going on on bejor exactly on deep space nine so i felt up like yes i don't like you know vedic sex vibes <laughs> and i think he's pretty awful but <laughs> this is sort of a necessary <laughs> what, necessary episode what, what, what do you mean yeah <laughs> and then um after the collaborator i've got blood oath which i feel like we we've all gone over how great blood oath is i think it's great i don't think it's the best thing that ever hit star trek like james i i yeah i mean i I can't fully justify my boner for that episode but i can half justify my boner for that episode well we did a lot of homework (laughs) for it you can justify a chubby for it yeah (laughs) i mean the last third is a jean-claude van tam movie so <laughs> yeah, I think that's part of what you James say Wolf that like, you say that like it's a bad thing. <laughs> right, right. Well, right. So we're that's like the people who don't like the people who think that they're, they're being insulted by being called deplorable also say that. Like it's a bad thing too, so. Okay, You're right. so. The Wire I have is my number 11, which is a no-brainer. You got to have The Wire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then number 12, again, like I said, I'm not crazy enough to live, leave out the Jim Hadar. They are the most interesting thing that happened to the Deep Space Nine so far. <laughs> so that's where I am at. That's that's where I'm at. Yeah. That's my... And I left out the Maquis. So we can go over the Maquis, and we can go over things like the Mirror Universe, and I can like raise my objections. I left both of those things out because I could do without the Mirror Universe episodes like ever i mean i think that i said that during crossover ah. i think it's stupid to to, ref, to i think it's stupid and unnecessary it doesn't add anything to the overall arc of deep space nine um yeah well i that's what i okay so like i i 
I think maybe that I'm, I, I actually am trying to like, if you were to edit this down, like if someone said to us, you know, I guys, I want to watch some Deep Space Nine, but I ain't, I ain't going to spend those seven seasons of 25 episodes of fucking season watching it. And, and so you give them this sort of short list. Can they get, you know, are you cutting these things or are you still getting the good stuff? So like, I think that you can't, I, we definitely, you can't cut them off. I, th- I think you can't because, too, because it, it's too pivotal later. No, it's, t- it's not too pivotal. because Deep Space Nine itself eventually. Michael Eddington. Deep Space Nine itself eventually jettisons the Maquis. I think that's the case against these two episodes. Yeah. Is that. But you have a major to- character in season three. You have a major character in yeah. season three who's, who's tied up to it. That you can't really cut him from it. You know, I don't know. I mean, I, but I, I, but here's the thing: I don't know. Remember enough about the mirror universe. If the mirror universe doesn't actually affect any of the major storylines, I fuck it, cut it. I think. Yeah. I think it might just. I think it has its own kind of tangential kind of arc. So it's like cutting the Grand Nagus. Then let's cut it. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, you know. Like, see now, I uh, then I'm with you on that. But I actually, tri- I mean, I'm 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 the, I think the Grand odd man out, and that I actually really like crossover y'all just hated on principle right for you know legitimate principle and execution i hated the execution of it too <laughs> i i quibble i, love, I hated I love me some peter allen fields and he wrote that i hated the execution less than hugh did but i yes there is a fundamental dislike i have of the mirror universe as a concept in star trek yeah so yeah the, i'll give the, you that the maquis the, episode one and two you can you can have the maquis as an idea because they've been introduced in next generation and they're continued in voyager no but they you don't need them in this particular season at all that whole maquis episode one and two was predictable from word go you could see from I, a mile see, away I, I, that I, he it's, turned. It's so big for. What did it mean? It's, big, that's here's like, the thing: the is, lucky is like for where Cisco gets to like flex his muscles. Like you get to see more of defining who Cisco is. That's what it was good for. And it really and 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 Ducat. There's good Ducat stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. There's yeah. the best Ducat stuff so far. I right. probably did trade so. a little bit of. I probably traded. Well, see, this whole season two was very light on Cisco anyway. So if you wanted to, yes, focus that's on, a right. that is a major critique. Yeah, let's get it. We can get into that right now. <laughs> it was very heavy on O'Brien, O'Brien, O'Brien. and and Julian. So There's a lot of Julian stuff too. So I'm gonna get Foucaultian on this, like. How Brian? Okay, so was Brian? We all agree O'Brien was overused, right? Yeah. Uh, no, I mean Why? I think he was used. Oh my well, I mean I don't. I he was used a lot. Yeah. I, I do have to. I have to own that. But I think he's used a lot because he's probably the most reliable. They get the best work out of. Them yeah. No, I agree. For what they're throwing, like Avery Brooks is probably just daunting, and that's why. <laughs> Maybe they haven't tackled him yet because he's such yeah. a fool. I don't know. I don't know why they haven't. Okay, so there's this. They just haven't figured out how to make him work. There's yet. a story, and I can't remember if I said it on a podcast or not, but it specifically involves the end of season two going into season three, where Michael Pillar left and Iris Stephen Bear got the whole show. And Iris Stephen Bear is like, why? Why is this not working? Why is Avery Brooks not working? And they're kind of like, I think that you're right. I think there was some sort of exasperation with Avery Brooks, but no, they didn't really know why. And then so I so Avery Brooks in the downtime of season two to going into season three, he is doing a one man show of Paul Robeson on Broadway. And Iris Stephen Bear goes to see that show. And I apparently that show I mean, it was off Broadway. It was something. It was he was doing a one man show mm-hmm. and it was noted in a big thing. There was a playbill for it and everything. So he went there and watched Avery Brooks in this Paul Robeson show and was blown away. 
and he saw like all of the depth and range and power and gravitas that Avery Brooks can project. And he's like, we are, we are not writing to him. And that was like sort of the moment that, that to Iris Stephen Bear, that it clicked that they've been poorly using Avery Brooks. And so you see in the first episode, you know, not to jump ahead, but the first episode of season three is defiantly <laughs> Cisco heavy. <laughs> but a rimshot. <laughs> is defiantly Cisco heavy. And you basically, that Cisco as a Kirkian presence on the show or a Picardian presence on the rest on the show through the rest of the time is set because they finally find his voice or know that if they they can get the voice he can give it to them mm-hmm. and, and so I think that that's when the range of Avery Brooks really starts getting sort of played with but I think it right now and I I think it was just it was poor writers they didn't know what to do with him they so and I think that it's, in your explanation just then are you going to is this are you going to come out. Are you going to set aside your Iris Stephen Bear to hack? Because you just it defended the like guy. It seems like the right? more that I read about the later, it seems like the more that I read about him once he gets in power, I think he was, I think he falls in love. I, I'm just going to say, I, I think he falls in love. And I think that there was some sort of magic in that writer's room that everybody talks about. Ronald D. E. Moore talks about, uh, Robert Wolf talks about. There was some sort of uh, Rene Echevere. What's his name? The other one? Echevara or whatever. Echevara. They all talk about there being some sort of energy in that room. Later in later seasons, specifically in four and five. And, you know, I love the show. I started up, we started a podcast about it. So, so I love the show. So apparently that he was the leader of that energy. So obviously I can't. It's, yeah. it's, but he wrote a lot of hacky shit in the first two seasons of the show. Sure. I mean, like he wrote, I think he wrote Profit and Loss, didn't he, buddies? He wrote, a, he wrote. Oh, uh, yeah. That, that's the first episode, I think, this season where I got really obnoxious to fit in But he also wrote uh, Rules of Acquisition, too. So, I mean, like, yeah. he wrote, like, some hacky shit this season. Yeah, that one was pretty bad. But, yeah, I mean, he did do that. And not only that, but I've read stuff from specifically with Terry Farrell and different actors where he was, not only that, but he was a defender of of the actors mm-hmm. and so he was sort of the you know he was the the artistic presence butting up against let's say rick berman <laughs> sure who was the crass shitty uh, sort of hand yeah so yeah, yeah. he was well no, never mind yeah. i'm not gonna go into politics <laughs> yeah yeah but uh, never mind yeah but so iris Stephen bear the more that i read about him the more that i realize that there is another iris Stephen bear and now that i'm pretty sure sh- i mean he signed on to the to the trekkers against trump so i'm pretty sure he's not a He's not an asshole libertarian. So, or if he is, he's the good kind of asshole libertarian. Mm-hmm. So, I, I I think he's I think I think he's probably good politically too. So, I think I've been hitting him on two things that I shouldn't. Coming into robot James. Oh okay. my gosh! Um, uh, how convenient that he gets a contrite apology to Iris Stephen Bear and uh, and robot James starts to take over. <laughs> yes. Uh, I was gonna tie it to O'Brien. So, if you want to, like, I guess do y'all have thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah. I can't. I, I, I can't understand. All right, Charlie Brown small. Shit, shit. And that's enough of this. And he may have an undiagnosed brain tumor. Uh, okay, okay. Well, that would, you're back. You're you're back. So hit it with your Irish okay. bear talk. Uh, okay. Well, no, it's not Irish. Okay, so the the so it seems like the misuse of and the underuse of Cisco was all to the benefit of Colmini. Yeah, and so and I. 
think that that was the biggest and most glaring flaw of the season and probably what makes this still a all told even with good episodes and even in the right direction all kind of like a failure of a season and i think that you think the reason for the failure is the reliance on cold meeting um, mm. not because he's bad i love miles o'brien and because of that but oh my god i do you get yeah. <laughs> i mean <laughs> well, yeah. we know it. well no yeah, but well, he- let's listen okay so he's a pivotal character in cardassians which is which is a good thing he's a pivotal character in that yeah he is a pivotal character in uh, Rivals, which is awful. Then next is he's sort of in the alternate quite a bit. Yeah. He's in. He's the main character of Armageddon Game. He's the main character of the very next episode, Whispers. Yeah. He's the main. He's, him and Cisco are the lead in Paradise. Then like it just he he gets a key plot role in Shadow Play. I. For the life of me, can't remember playing God. He does, he's not in that much. Profit and loss, he's he's not in that much. But then, like, he's pivotal in the Maquis. He's pivotal in uh, cross. He's very pivotal in crossover and tribunal. So, like, he is like he's the Kirk of the season. He gets Kirk. Yeah, episodes. he's what made the. He's what saved it from being a total okay, okay. Armageddon well, like disaster of a season. Because you're right. Wait, wait. You're right. I'm I'm saying it wrong. Yeah. Not Colmini as the actor. The re- yeah. I think the reliance of the writers on the O'Brien character is killing the season. See, I think it's the only redeemed because what's killing the season is everybody except O'Brien and the fact that they can't write for anybody else. Yeah. It's, it is a failure of the writers to be their inability to make anybody else yeah. work. As well as I do, bro. You might we may be arguing around it because I like What's, yeah. Miles. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna complain about more Miles. Hugh will, but I'm not <laughs> gonna complain about more Miles. But it's to the detriment of all of these other things that make the show enjoyable too. He's a piece of a larger story, <laughs> right? Yeah. See, I, I I don't I just it's a perspective thing, I guess. You're saying that he's a pro, it's. I just think he's the only he's the only thing keeping this roof up. <laughs> this point mm-hmm. if they took him out the whole thing would collapse and to be worse in season one uh, yes and if they had like i think it's because miles is a better is a good character and colmini is a very capable and good actor if they if they had just chosen to just fo- like rick berman wanted them to if they had just focused on julian Bashir all fucking season oh my god come yeah, on yeah. guys oh yeah <laughs> like we would have stopped this podcast <laughs> so like i get what you're saying yeah that the quality of colmini and the quality <laughs> of the, the the earthy character miles o'brien he's got a different skin type jumper in every episode yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey man, the letters we're getting are just amazing. We got to keep going with this. People love but this just... sexy, skinny, weirdly <laughs> looking guy. I don't know. I don't, well, I don't know. Yeah, the costumers. This season was so heavy on the O'Brien. I think we got to see his nipples twice, like in two different episodes. <laughs> twice. Yeah, that's right. We all got to see two some, nipple episodes, so. baby. Oh, in first season. We, I think I did pose the question, do we ever see O'Brien's ass? And we kind of do in Tribunal. We see. We see. Yeah, you see. Yeah. Yeah. And I I made a joke. Yeah. And I didn't know how prescient I was. Like, <laughs> we were ever going to see. Yeah, no, it's we, still not enough. It's still not enough ass for me. But <laughs> sure. I, get, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's only like. Uh, top ass, you know, it's like, but it's, yeah, but it's implied. So, are you guys, are you guys there? I need some doughy Irish pasty ass. Yeah. Give me the, yeah. yeah, I'm here. Are you guys done with your, so, uh, so, jacking off over your Brian? No, <laughs> no, uh, really? I, uh, okay. the, uh, mm-hmm. where, where are you guys' thoughts overall? Any, like, uh, closing thoughts for season two? 
Anything you're looking forward to in season, like any more? Oh, I'm... Well, I have a few more little little points. Hit it. We had talked about how like what a piece of shit actor, uh, what a piece of shit character and actress Terry Farrell and Dax is. We since we talked about it in the last uh, season overview. Do we think? I, I mean, I think we... they're on the right track with her. I think yeah. everything's like you know she's you know we've been kind of harsh, and I want to be nice to her going. <laughs> Yeah, I actually, I've been her biggest booster on this show because I don't have a problem with her acting. And I think that she's severely underused and you guys are always (laughs) saying it's because of her acting. There was nothing about her acting that really set me off. Yeah, I mean, by now it's like (sighs) passively just mundane. It's fine. It's not like... The problem is we got people like Renee Aubert, John Wad, and Colmini hitting it out of the park. Mm Mm-hmm. And Kira's been great this season. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, her plot lines aren't honestly that interesting. Not, you know, Vedic Virile stuff. No, they're not. But she's doing really good work. And Terry Farrell is doing okay. So, I mean, it's a, it's on the it's on the up and up. That's good. So she, she's, she's low energy. She's monotone. Um, and she doesn't like, she doesn't, she doesn't play a character that has seven generations of joie de vivre built into them with any joie de vivre. And so that's my issue with it. But I think all being told, they wrote good Dax stories. Yeah. And she got to actually have lines in some of them. I think there was a definite improvement. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dax is possibly the most interesting character. Sure. Absolutely. Like, if I could write books, if I could write them Star Trek books, (laughs) like, about, about any character on Deep Space Nine, I would write them about Dax. That's interesting to me. There's a lot you can do with it. It's, it could be like, I haven't, you know, it hasn't aired. It's the time of us doing this, but like that Legion show, like all the places you can go with Legion, you know, no, I, I, like all of. I thought you were going to say places. the new Star Trek could have Dax in it. It's like potentially. Oh, well, it, it absolutely could. Um, so like there's a lot that you can go with. There's generations that you can go with with Dax. It's an interesting character. And, um, saddled on quite pop is possibly the worst actress on the show. I, Actress on the show. I, yeah, I know, yeah. Wow, you're well, doubling down on her skills there. I, I really didn't think she. Yeah, right. I, th- I don't know. I, I just she never really bothered me as much. I think Julian's acting choices bothered me a lot more than than Terry. Uh, uh, Terry's addiction. She's she's he's her competition. Yeah. So on the bottom. Yeah. To have me. they fixed to like we we okay if we think that they have fixed her on or Jedzia Dax is on the mend as a character. Mm-hmm. What do you, you think about a Julian Bashir? Because I think he's made some progress as well. At least he's not trying to fuck everything and every time. Yeah, but. he's grown. I mean, what's this? What he once said: the State of the Union. Uh, I think our Dax. I think our Dax is strong and improving, and I think our Julian is doing okay. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, like I don't, like I think yeah. you know, you do. He was going to disagree with you, but they marry him to O'Brien, which is smart. And they've really, like, they've a, really played up that everybody hates Bashir. Yes, because yeah. Kira is like rolling her eyes at him, and so that, and that's you know, that's mm. that's, that's that's a good way to go with it. Yeah, and he gets the wire, which is oh, probably yeah. the what the second or third best episode of the season. So oh I mean, yeah, he's good in the wire. I thought like so <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's fine. He's in the yeah. he's the wire is about Julian Bashir and Ju- Julian Bashir is interesting in that. As far as Alex, I mean Alexander Siddig had off notes, I think. But yeah, I mean yeah, that's. Eh. 
Sure. I mean, yeah. Yeah, no. So he gets a good, super good episode. You're right, Dax gets a really good episode. Most of the bad episodes, though, uh, like several of the bad episodes are, or cut episodes are Dax episodes. Yeah. So you do, yeah. she's sort of, uh, yeah. I, my biggest issues is like, outside of Necessary Evil. And I guess the alternate, which I cut and I hate. So, like, yeah. okay. I, Barring I, the alternate and, nece- and necessary evil, Kira and Odo get, like, they're just observers or experiencers. They don't really have stated growth. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't. And I feel like that outside of Kira is, I guess, learning to love a man. I guess that's. I mean, I don't know if that was a struggle for her. I mean, you know, you can make that a more stark growth. Yeah, yeah. But she, she's getting... She's, I don't think we got character growth, period, throughout the season. From anybody, really. Yeah. <sighs> I'd say we did for Jedzia. She's like, I'm not Dak. I'm not Curzon and, and Blood Oath. Yeah. And, that, and O'Brien's not trying to fuck everything. So that's two things. <laughs> Um, well, no, you met Bashir and O'Brien. I mean, you Bashir. get depth. You get, we've learned that we really like torturing. That's a, you get the depth of O'Brien's epic character, specifically in Tribunal, like that he was war, that he's war ravaged, but he's still like a humble. Like I mean, the picture of O'Brien is compelling. He was a former soldier who's just trying to live like a tinkerer's life inside the Federation. He's not, you know, and he's he's got a wife and a kid. He's he's the everyman, right? And and he, who jumps into danger even yes, yes. with his wife and kid. He's like, yeah, I'm still gonna go and do it. Yeah, I mean, you get layers and nuances there. Yeah, you're right. But Kira Kira gets nothing. Odo gets nothing. Cisco gets nothing. So yeah. So okay. So that's that's where our weak spots in this. And there's there any anybody that we would. Uh, <laughs> kill off or get rid of yeah yeah if the if paramount came to you and said they got to cut a character who do you cut still bashir um i guess i don't know he's actually wormed his, he's wormed his way into like he's wormed his way in man yeah like, i don't know yeah that garrick bashir stuff seems important that's true yeah garrick, and yeah, there seems yeah, to be something right. going on here yeah so you're right i i don't know i'm starting to think that maybe garrick saved his ass yeah cutting quark from the show, would you do that? Like, like you can't do that. I think everybody, everybody's kind of proved their their worth at this point. Yeah, I feel it's like really that, hard to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd be like, oh well, I guess the person we're utilizing the least is Cisco. Yep, like, I was getting. Yeah, mm, I was gonna yeah. say that if they wanted to fire and they wanted to bring in somebody else, yeah, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. they could have with Cisco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But how do you kill the emissary? You go ahead and make him a Jesus, like at the end of season two or something. Yeah, I mean, you he want he wants to go to Bajor and become the new pope. <laughs> right. But he's barely been the emissary. He is barely, barely been em- like you could almost for. Yeah. He's barely been anything. You could, yeah. you could forget this whole season. You could almost forget that he's emissary at all. Yes, right, right. He's criminally underused. Yeah. I think that's the one takeaway from this whole season. Yeah, the, outside of that one, yeah. yeah, it's what's keeping the show down, and it's what and it was felt in every episode. Yeah, you know that just this lack of him and not knowing what to do with him. Most my personally least favorite episode of maybe even the show at this point was Second Sight. Second Sight was pretty bad. And I was going to say that's the one where they try to give him stuff and it just that is it's awful tri- like that love story it's like it's awful it's written by people that don't understand love what a human being is yeah they don't understand women they specifically don't they specifically don't understand how Avery Brooks should be written for. Yeah. It's a mess. I mean, so yeah, that's just, and I think that that's the, like, cause it's sort of a cliche in Deep Space Nine to say, guys, just start watching it season three. Right. And there, 
And then some people say, wait till he has the, the beard, which is just season four. The, the, the go- season four, which starts at Way of the Warrior, which is. Yeah, yeah. but I think there's. Whew. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, you're right. I just, it, a lot is going on. A lot starts to go on and it feel like the show changes, you know, but yeah, I think that it was, uh, that's the biggest flaw. And the good thing about, you know, knowing this is that they fix that flaw. Yep. Almost immediately. So that's really good. Any other? I mean, are we ready to final thought? It. I think I, I'm I'm good, man. I think we did a pretty good job of going over this season and kind of dissecting it, looking at all the moving parts and figuring out how this thing works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So I don't think Michael, like Mike, this is the last of Michael Pillar's sort of involvement in the show. I don't think he's bad, but I think this was. Yeah, it's a little wobbly. I think like I he built a good framework, but like yeah, he just maybe there was something. He never really had the idea, I think, until the end. Yeah. So, so I think that was the problem. And then we we say goodbye from our, the guy who I won't stop talking about how much I love. Peter Allen Fields is out of the writers room, even though he has some scripts come in. Yeah. He's not in the room. Yeah, he's still, he's still later writes the best episode of the show. Yeah, period. Right, but it's even that. Yeah, he's out. Yeah, he's and that's that's a loss. But guys, like the next episode is written by Ronald D. Moore. So like, yeah. So we pick up the slide. Yeah, yeah. They uh, by no all means. So yeah. all of the yeah, I guess that should be mentioned. Season three is when all of the the writers from the next generation got to pick their spots on either Voyager or Deep Space Nine. And they, Brandon Braga went to Voyager and Hilary Botter went to Voyager, but Ronald D. Moore and Rene Escherve. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, start cutting. It it wouldn't be right if we pronounced somebody's name right from the beginning on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Rene Echeveve. Rene. Yeah, start, join the show. And so that's where, so like, we get like a real injection of talent. Echevaria. Rene Echevaria. So even, yeah, I mean, he writes a a show called, an episode called Equilibrium that I really like. And so there's a lot of things going on in season three. So buck up, guys, if if this was the slog. Yeah. And I know that we've gotten really contentious over a lot of like sort of things over the season. <laughs> like it felt like for us, we were controversial amongst ourselves. Yeah, the end of season two got a little dicey there. For yeah, you, yes, I really. I, I, that's mostly my fault because I really liked we, it. I thought the end of the season two was strong. I, I didn't feel that at all, but. Maybe that's part of the problem. What? You don't remember the fight over collaborator? <laughs> I don't feel like... Where we talked about the... I just didn't feel like... Oh, that's where... Well, that's because you're supporting the Viet Cong, which I still am aghast at. <laughs> what? I was supporting them as an... Oh, that's right. Let's... Wait, I didn't say I wanted to oh, live... Oh, yeah. I don't... I didn't... I... No, sorry. Sorry. No, abort, abort. No, but like, okay, <laughs> let me clarify this. I wasn't saying I'd want to live under the Viet Cong. I said that they had it... They executed a military strategy really well like so yeah but that doesn't give them just because they yeah but but it doesn't mean that i'm on their side i didn't say that we should like they had the moral superior i said that they were executing a strategy correctly and maybe the majority resistance should have followed them better uh, then they wouldn't have needed the federation all right, to come comrade in. should we wrap up this episode or what <laughs> yeah right i'm just calling you a, a commie uh. Sorry. Sorry. I think I, I did say Ho Chi Minh is awesome, and I will stick by that. Ho Chi Minh okay. was awesome. All right. Well, uh, okay. on that note, we've got a lot to look forward to. I hope you all join us in the coming weeks for season two. I think Wade has got some other stuff on tap, so just uh, look for any updates on our Twitter. 
Right, guys? Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, Different yeah. structures on Twitter. We got some things in the pipeline very soon. So things but we so th- th- will be back. Alrighty, guys. Until next time. I was like, wait a minute. We didn't. Cl- we're not done yet. We're not done yet. We didn't get to the final <laughs> three to beam up. Ah. Uh... <laughs> Did you know that some Deep Space Nine podcasts have more reviews than us on iTunes? Doesn't that piss you off? Please review us on iTunes. We need to feel loved sometimes. Please follow us on Twitter at AcquisitionPod and on Tumblr at the rules of acquisitionpodcast.tumblr.com. I have recently had some problems where I have realized that I struggle with control of elements of my life. A part of the program I have joined has me apologizing to the many people that I have wronged with my past actions. That is why I want to speak to you today. I have carried this with me and I no longer want to live with the shame anymore. Oh boy this is hard but I am just going to say it. I am the real writer of simply having a wonderful Christmas time. I don't expect you to forgive me. I just want you to know I am sorry. Why am I having problems all of a sudden? Well, it's just you know, in- internet. We live in a flawed world. We are crumbling infrastructure. Um, but we don't we don't do anything anymore. We don't make anything. Our, our, this country is lousy. Okay. Yes. Well, on that other note, countries have the best internet. And- <laughs> yes, they have the, the other countries laugh at our internet and our and our airports. No, okay. Um- <laughs> <laughs>